you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. Some of us have been facing some things that just really don't make sense. Some have been under some struggles and hardships that just absolutely don't make any sense. Uh, I mean, to the natural eye, it really doesn't make sense. I think it makes sense to, to, to those of us who are looking through spiritual eyes, but it seems like for the last little while, we have been dealing with some things that absolutely make no sense. It make little sense to the natural eye. Why in the world are we being attacked from every side? We're being hit harder than we have ever been hit before. We go through seasons... Uh, such as we've just come through with our prayer and fasting and the awakening, uh, only to be met with some very hard-hitting things that have affected us and and um, coming the hell just coming against us as as much as it can. And I, I believe it is because hell knows that you are a great threat, and it's because that you've got a lot of you've got something that a lot of professing Christians really don't have. And uh, this church has something that a lot of other churches don't have, and it is because of your anointing. In our text, the Apostle Paul is being transported by ship to Rome to stand before Caesar for the testimony of his faith. And Paul warns them of the calamity that is ahead, but they don't listen. And uh, they, uh, they, they... just went against what what Paul warned them, and they ended up in a real heap of trouble. I wonder how many of us could be honest enough tonight to say that we could have avoided a lot of hardships in our life if we would have just listened to good godly advice. Even though they ignored Paul's advice and Paul's warning to them, God was still merciful to them. He, he sent an angel to Paul with a message that God has given all of them unto, the, unto them which were sailing with them. And that tells me that there is something important about having somebody on the ship that is greatly anointed. That's why whatever we do, we need to stay with the anointing. I don't want to go to better programming. I want to stay with the anointing. Wherever wherever the anointing is is where I want to be. I don't care how good it looks or how good it sounds or how big it is or how popular it is. Uh, The question that I'm going to be asking is where is the anointing? 
If the anointing is in it, then I want to be where the anointing is. I would rather work with somebody who is anointed than, than somebody with a lot of talent that lacks anointing. Now, I'm not against talent, and I'm not against education and learning. I'm not against a, having a big church, but the fact is, is that if I'm really going through trouble and the devil's trying to kill me or take me out, attack my family or destroy my ministry, it's not more talent than I need or better education or more training than I need or a bigger church than I need or a bigger name than I need, but it is the anointing of God that I need in my life so I can speak to the mountain and it be removed. Paul was a mere man, but much more than just a mere man because he was a man that was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. But understand tonight that the Apostle Paul was a mere man like you and I. He was not Jesus Christ himself. Paul was a man that was greatly anointed, but he was anointed with a New Testament anointing. And it is the same anointing that is available to you and I tonight. So when I'm preaching and talking about the Apostle Paul, I want you to understand that you can have the same anointing and walk with the same anointing that the Apostle Paul walked with and speak with the same anointing that the Apostle Paul spoke with and write with the same anointing that the Apostle Paul wrote with. We need to stay with the anointing. Your victory, your healing, your miracle, your deliverance is all about the anointing. It's impossible to overestimate the importance of the power of the anointing of God in our lives. Your business that you work in may not know it, but they are blessed because of your anointing. Your family, your church is blessed because of your anointing. Because of the anointing of God in your life, lives are going to be preserved that you speak to. Souls are going to be saved that you minister to. Many of Satan's attacks are going to be spoiled and ended because you are walking with the anointing of God in your life. In our text we see the Apostle Paul has just survived shipwreck. And now he has been bitten by a snake, by a viper. And it's not just some little garden snake that bit him, but the barbarians on the island knew what kind of snake it was when they saw the snake bite him and they were waiting for his hand to begin to swell or for him to fall over dead because of the snake bite. Obviously they knew the consequences of the snake bite. And so when the snake bit the Apostle Paul on the hand, the barbarians were waiting for him to fall over. They began to cast judgment upon him. Many times perhaps these islanders had seen the horrible deaths that had resulted because of these, these horrible viper bites that people would encounter on their island. And as soon as they call, uh, as they see the viper hanging off of the Apostle's hand, they began to uh, begin forecasting his death. Did you see what just happened to him? He is surely going to die. I want to stop here tonight to say to you that there may be some folks around you that see what some of you are going through. 
And perhaps they have been forecasting your death. Perhaps they've been forecasting the end of your ministry. The end of your anointing. They've been forecasting your death. It might shock some of you. But there may be some people around you that would be happy if you got snake bit. They take pleasure in your pain. Not everybody rejoices because of your blessing. They want to see you wounded. They want to see you in pain. I'm reminded of Joseph's brother who threw him in a pit and left him there to die when they had the ability to take him out and sat down on the side of the pit and have lunch listening to to him cry out for help from the pit. That was his brother's. If your brother would do that to you, imagine what your enemy would do to you. They entertained themselves while listening to Joseph's cry for help. There's some people around you that they rejoice when they know you're in a pit. There's some people you can make a social media post and they won't like any time you're talking about the goodness and the blessings of God. They won't make one comment. But the first time you say, man, I need prayer. I'm really going through it. It lights up with people that's liking that stuff. They're saying things like, well, I knew they weren't going to make it. I knew that marriage wouldn't last. I knew they couldn't afford that house. I knew they would never make it in ministry. I knew they weren't qualified for the job. I knew their children were going to end up like that. Mm. I rebuke that in the name of the Lord. Then they say things like, who do they think they are anyway? They should have just settled down like the rest of us and should have just been satisfied where they are with what they got. They should have never started a building project. Mm, Can I be real with you? I started this building project. I had some folks come and say, man, do you know what you have gotten yourself into? Before we ever started pouring the concrete, I had folks come and they would walk through, they would walk through the, the, the pole buildings that were standing and they would say, boy, this is quite a big undertaking, you know. They didn't have to tell me they were waiting for me to, to fail. Their demeanor was speaking to me. Their attitude was telling me. What in the world are you thinking starting daughter works in the middle of a building project? They should have just stayed in the boat with the rest of us unbelievers. What's this nonsense about walking on water? What's this nonsense about taking a step of faith? What's this preaching about the anointing and favor and authority and healing and working of miracles? My goodness, they should just come on and have a little church with us and rush out to Pizza Hut or or Applebee's and just enjoy a little fellowship with people of like thinking. They watched the Apostle Paul expecting him to die, but he disappointed them because he didn't die. 
Can I speak to somebody tonight that this church is getting ready to disappoint some people? I'm going to just speak to some individuals tonight. You are getting ready to disappoint some people. Because they've been waiting for you to fall off the bandwagon. But you're getting ready to disappoint some people when you, instead of taking a step back, take a step forward and declare in the name of the Lord, I will not be defeated. I'll not let a little bite on my hand destroy me. There's some people that already had you dead, already had you quitting. They'd already written, written the book and said he didn't make it. They've already celebrated your last words. But you need to look at somebody tonight and tell them, I'm sorry if I disappoint you, but I'm not dead yet. I'm not saying I'll never be bitten again or you're never going to fight another battle or we'll never cry another tear or we'll never have another sleepless night. But I am telling you that we're not going to allow what the devil throws at us to destroy us because we are walking in the anointing of God. And if you understand the anointing of God, it is the anointing that breaks the yoke. Therefore, whatever comes against you, you are able to destroy it in the name of Jesus because of the the anointing. You struggling in your life? Find somebody that's highly anointed. I dare you to get around three or four highly anointed people. I want to encourage the anointed folks in the house tonight. I hope I'm preaching to everybody under the sound of my voice. But if you feel like you're not anointed tonight, you need to get anointed with a fresh oil. You need to walk out of this building tonight anointed with fresh oil, declaring in the name of the Lord, I will be victorious in Jesus' name. Maybe I'm preaching to somebody tonight that's standing by the fire. You're under attack right now. The fangs are in your hand. Sickness has attached itself to you. Debt has attached itself to you. Failure has attached itself to you. Don't take ownership. Ooh, I just felt the anointing of God just rest on me. Some of us are taking... I don't want to offend anybody tonight, but I'm going to preach what I feel on my heart. Some of us are taking ownership to things that God never intended for us to take ownership. It may have latched onto your hand, but you need to shake it off. Don't take ownership. Don't declare it. Don't bring it into your house. Don't say it's mine. Say in the name of the Lord, I rebuke it. I resist it. I cast it down. I shake it off. Or reach over right now and lay hands on somebody that's next to you, even if it's uncomfortable. And I want you to pray right now. You don't know what they're going through or what they're facing. But the anointing that I sense in this house right now needs to rest on somebody to shake off what the devil is trying to use to destroy them. Come on, you need to shake it off in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me preach for a few more minutes, but what's trying to kill you isn't about you. 
See, sometimes we get upset with people. And it's not the person, it's the spirit the person's represented in letting work through them. Be careful about getting angry with people. It's the spirit that the person is manifesting. The battle you're up against is not really going after you, it's going after your anointing. The devil's trying to take out your anointing, trying to kill your faith, trying to cause you to walk in, 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 in unrest instead of peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. The devil's trying to kill and destroy your dreams. And right now it might feel like the devil's winning because you got a serpent hanging off of your hand. But tonight in the name of the Lord, it is because of the anointing of God that is on you is why the devil has tried to attach itself to you. But I'm going to tell you tonight, we're going to close this service in a red hot apostolic altar call and in the middle of the fire, you need to shake it off in the name of the Lord and declare, I will not allow this to destroy me. The devil's not winning. Just because you've been bitten doesn't mean the devil's winning. According to your faith, so be it unto you. Somebody speaks and needs to speak a word of faith tonight and declare, I don't receive it. I feel it, but I don't receive it. I feel it, but I reject it. It's on me, but it's about to come off of me in the name of the Lord. Get behind me, Satan. I dare you to look back over your life. They've tried to persecute the church out of existence, but they have never been successful. Because the greater the attack of the enemy, the higher we go in anointing. We've been lied on, falsely accused, rejected. People have been cast out, cast down. Your friends have stabbed you in the back. You got sick and thought you were going to die. But you're still here. And the only way that you made it was because one night you went to an altar and you were anointed with fresh oil and the Holy Ghost in you has given you the power to be able to tread on serpents. What is attaching itself to you is supposed to be under your feet, not attached to your hand. Oh, I feel the inspiration of the Lord tonight. I'm going to go a step further. If you're not careful what attaches itself to your hand, if you bring it in, you'll let it get attached to your heart. And if you're not careful, it'll get wrapped around your head. And everywhere you go, what's supposed to be under your feet, attack you in the hand. And you brought it unto yourself. You need to cast it out in the name of the Lord. Throw it down in the name of the Lord. Put it under your feet in the name of the Lord. And declare, I will not be denied the victory I'm supposed to walk in. I will not be denied the victory that God has put in my life. I am anointed and I will be victorious. The barbarians were saying, Paul, this is a deadly viper. This is meant to kill most people. 
Adam's people. <laughs> I'm not made like everybody else. The record is being broken today because I am going to survive what was intended to kill me. And not only am I going to survive, but I'm going to come out stronger. I'm going to come out bolder. I'm going to come out more anointed. I'm going to come out a greater threat to hell than I have ever been before because I went through it and came out the other side of it because of the anointing. And now the anointing that is in me is going to be a testimony to the barbarians that thought I ought to die. And the testimony of God's provision is going to be a witness to them. And they're going to start thinking that you're a God. You're going to have to then tell them, it's not me, but it's Christ. Christ in me. I'm guessing, I won't be much longer, but I'm guessing that every time that the Apostle Paul looked down and saw the, the scars in his hands from the viper bite, he was reminded of what he made it through. See, most of us are afraid of our scars. Mm -hmm. See, when I went through it, it liked to destroy me and I don't even like to look at it. I don't really like to think of it. But I'm here tonight to tell you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that the scar is nothing but a reminder of what you survived. A scar is a reminder of what didn't kill you. Oh, I wish you could get this tonight. A scar is a reminder of what was intended to harm you, but you became victorious over it. The snake bite was supposed to kill you. I see the scar in the hand, but I remember the night God delivered me. I feel the pain once in a while of where I used to be, but the pain can't kill me because what the devil meant for evil, God turned it around and used it for my good. And let me preach to those of you that haven't yet engaged because you, you're questioning the fact if you're actually anointed because of the failures in your life. Mm. See, I haven't been perfect. I have failed God. You're not anointed because you're perfect. You're not anointed because you've never failed. You're anointed because God sees you as a vessel. Your anointing is because the hand of God is in your life. The anointing is because God sees you as a genuine threat to the enemy. You know who the devil's not going to attack? People that's no threat to hell. But when a church starts being a threat to hell, when a church begins to have regional influence and spiritual authorities over the demonic powers and forces and influence expected, the devil's going to fight you like he's never fought you before. But in the name of the Lord, he is fighting because of the anointing. He's not... 
It's because of the anointing that is on your life. It doesn't mean, the attack doesn't mean that you've done anything wrong. It doesn't mean, the attack in your life doesn't mean that God is angry with you. Maybe the snake bite was not even for the Apostle Paul. Maybe the snake bite was for the barbarians to believe. Oh, I'm preaching to you tonight. Maybe what you're going through is so that the world can see Jesus in you while you're going through it. So that when you come out the other side of it, you're going to declare in the name of the Lord, I went through this as a testimony. What started out of as a test turns into a testimony. And if you think that the devil is not afraid of the anointing, the Bible said that it is the anointing that breaks the yoke. If the anointing breaks the yoke, the devil is the one that brings the yoke upon you. See, Jesus says, my yoke is easy. So therefore, the yoke of the enemy is not an easy yoke. It's a hard yoke, and it's impossible to break in the flesh. But the anointing in you breaks the yoke without any issue. And so therefore, it is the anointing of God working in your life that causes hell to tremble. Because no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. And every word that is spoken against you is going to be brought to naught because of the anointing of God in your life. Because you are anointed. If the devil knew the kind of threat you were going to be after you went through the storm, he would have left you alone. If he would have known, if the serpent would have known that the barbarians were going to believe when Paul shook the serpent off, the serpent would have never bit him. But the devil is foolish in his attack to not understand and not know that what the enemy meant to kill you, God's going to turn it around and cause the unbeliever to believe. The devil thought he was going to kill you. He thought he was going to take you out. He thought he was going to destroy you or break you. He thought he was going to crush you and you would become bitter and critical and resentful and angry. But he was wrong. He's just forcing you to go to the next level. I feel somebody's anointing tonight taking a step forward by faith. You've been dragging the old serpent around that's attached himself to you. You're going to shake it off tonight in the name of the Lord and declare I'm going to the next level and you're not allowed to go there. You will be under my feet. You're not going to die. You're shaking it off. And moving on up. It's one thing to have a, a little testimony. But when your testimony takes you to the next level. I'm closing tonight. You can stand with me. When your testimony takes you to the next level. 
when your testimony calls you to walk in greater authority because everybody around you cannot question. I know where they've been. I know what they've been through. I know what they've walked through. And I am not going to question. I'm going to tell you, there's some folks in the house tonight that has faced the devil long enough. The devil's been fighting on every side. And it's because of the anointing in your life. But when you come out the other side, you're going to be walking with greater authority than you have ever walked in before. I'm going to just lift your hands right where you are and begin to praise God because you're not going under but you're going to be over. Because greater is He that is in you. Oh, come on, latch on to the Scripture right now. Greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. Come on, somebody ought to just start praising God right now because the devil has attached himself. But tonight I'm shaking him off. I'm not closing my fist and holding on to the snake bite. I am releasing him in the name of the Lord to go. The Bible said resist the devil and he will flee from you. You fight it in addiction tonight. Release it in the name of the Lord. Speak a word over it in the name of the Lord. I release it. Get behind me, Satan. I put you under my feet. I put you under my feet. The devil is a lie and the father of lies. Don't just come forward, but come forward with faith in the name of the Lord. Earnestly begin to pray right now in the name of Jesus. Devil, you're under my feet. Devil, you're under my feet. I will be victorious in the name of Jesus. I'm victorious. I'm victorious. Yeah. Come on, I'm shaking it off. I'm shaking it off. Come on, I need some elders to help me tonight. We got some men that need prayer tonight. Elders, step forward and help us pray right now. Yes. I declare. I got victory. Oh, I got victory. Because Satan under under my feet. I declare. Come on, exercise the anointing of God that is in your life.
Come on, somebody rejoice in the Lord tonight. Rejoice in the Lord tonight. The devil's going to get nervous in the house for a few minutes. We're putting him under our feet. Put him under your feet tonight. Resist him tonight. Say that. 